Yo, what's good? Welcome back to another episode of Henny Nights. I'm your host, Jay White, and I got a returning guest on the podcast with me. Hey, 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 hey. What's poppin'? One of the first people I had on it, you know, in this the early infancy stages of the podcast. So I'm gonna allow him to introduce himself once again for everybody. So go ahead. What up, y'all? If you're from the crib, it's Terrence. Otherwise, you know me as Mars. You might know me as both, whatever. Marcellus Sefner. Do right, Mars. Keep it swaggy. Do right design. Root or die. What's popping? There you go. So, of course, all information is like to follow somebody, you know, follow them, and all that information is going to be in the bio of the podcast. Well, not the bio, the episode description of the podcast. And then I'll have him say all his information again towards the end also so i mean we're gonna go ahead and get this shit started my nigga just came back from a trip so he went down to miami for art basil or whatever so what what was uh first of all miami was that your first time going to miami yeah that was my first time going to miami it was it was pretty tight like i I definitely did not want to come back. Granted, the weather was nice, and Miami is beautiful, and it's cold in Chicago, but it's just something about that place. Like, the architecture kept blowing me back. Like, the buildings were beautiful. The people really are beautiful. Like, if I felt like I was watching, like, one of those Anthony Bourdain, like, visit Miami, no reservations type joints, and I was like, damn, this shit really is like this, huh? <laughs> Okay, yeah. and how was the uh, Art Basel? So, what? Okay, for people who don't know, go ahead and give them a rundown of what Art Basel is. You know, just in case they live under a rock, you know, not necessarily tuned in to social media. Go ahead, and give them a rundown of what Art Basel is, and basically, what made you want to go down there? Because, like you said, you know, you're doing do right and everything mm-hmm. like that. So, I'm assuming that's what you know, spawned you wanting to go outside is just wanting to go in general. But yeah, True. go ahead and tell them what it is and what uh, like gave you the motivation to go ahead and go down there. Excuse me. Uh, well, yeah, Basel is just kind of like, uh, it's like, hell, how do I describe it? It's like South by Southwest for the art world at this point. Okay. Like it's been going on for a while now or whatever. And it actually started over in Europe and like, I don't know, Switzerland or something like that. And it is the world's biggest art fair. So at a lot of these art fairs, you know, you pay tickets. It's like going to the museum, but it's with, like, hella different galleries the same way as South by Southwest. It would be a whole bunch of independent artists, blah, 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 just showcasing. So there's these different little smaller shows and exhibitions with inside of the um, the big affair or whatever. But then outside of that, just like inside by Southwest, it's a whole bunch of individual parties and corporate sponsored events and after parties and random people doing their own thing the same way 
a nigga might perform at South by Southwest right on the middle of Sixth Street. The same way a nigga might do graffiti on the wall in the middle of Wynwood neighborhood is uh, Art Basel. Okay. So it's like that whole element of just like partying and enjoying art and meeting new people and networking and exchanging ideas and so on and so forth was a big reason for me to go down there. And me already being an art nerd, it was already something that like I've been following, been wanting to go. This was just like the year and the time that I I actually made it happen because you you know it's only once a year that you can get Art Basel or whatever. And um, you know most of the time niggas go to Miami, it's kicking it on South Beach, so on and so forth. And that's like something I can do, but not something I really would like spend all the money I spent visiting Miami to do. So I got my money's worth doing some shit that I would really like to do as well. Okay. And it turned out it turned out to be pretty good. Okay. Okay, so so how long did the event run? Because I was like people on like Insta like you follow like socialites and shit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at some of you know, some of the stuff they post and they were starting to go down there like last Monday mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, just to I guess like take in Miami for all it was before mm-hmm the actual event so how long does it typically run it's like that just that weekend or is it like a week-long event like i believe it was from last thursday through sunday evening but like you said like a lot of people went down there early just to kick it probably rekindle all the other stuff because it's still miami so it's always shit to do right and i know it is kind of like an art and design hub but i didn't like me visiting miami i really got to see how important that place really is, even as an international city when it comes to things like art and design and culture. Because it's like the it's the gateway for a lot of South Americans and people that are from Latin countries outside of America. So at the airport, on my way back out, heading back um, to Chicago, I was in motherfucking TSA for hell. I was just trying to check. I mean, not even TSC, just trying to check my bag in and all that for a good 45 minutes, just dealing with, a bunch of motherfuckers who barely spoke English because they was from Dominican Republic or Venezuela or Brazil or some other shit like that. Right. It's just like, huh. But that also just reminded me, like, damn, like, it is a bunch of people from all these different various, like, Latin American nations that do visit Miami or come to America through Miami, even if they just land over or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually hit the streets of Miami... You see all of these random, you know, small businesses and restaurants and the music of Miami and all of that shit is very, like, it is very Afro-Latino, I guess I would say. Like, you got a lot of Caribbean vibes. You got a lot of, like, West Indian vibes. You got the black folks that's been around for ages. I mean, I don't know. White people, they exist, but they felt like something that was not really... It ain't like you visiting Boston when you in Miami, I say that. Right, 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 right. right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And all that shit came together, and it was, yeah, man, like, it was just a beautiful place to be. And, like, knowing that it don't get as cold as what it do in the Midwest, where we from. Right, right, right. Because I would like to live somewhere warm, even if I don't settle there. Just, like, yeah, I would love to be in a place like a Miami or a motherfucking New Orleans or L.A. right about now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as far as, like, the events that were going on like what was some of the, like the dope events you went to and like some of like some some shit that really made the trip for you because like i said i mean you always wanted to go like that's your mm-hmm. environment you know like you know everybody know you as the, the art head of the group <laughs> <laughs> so like 
off GP, you're gonna go down, go down there. Right, you know? right. So like, what was some of like the dope events you went to, and then like some of like the main things you'll always remember? Like, yeah, dog, that that totally made the trip for a nigga. Damn, I would say maybe the biggest highlight was the shit on Sunday night. We like went to this. Uh, I don't know. I guess you would say like a ho- like some hella woke, like pro-black, like hella conscious type of art event. Uh-huh. And they had like a lot of like live musicians. It was, it had like a Ben and Jerry set up so like niggas could go and get free ice cream with vegan options. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there was random niggas like doing live art. Like, I, you know Brooklyn from like DNA and all of that. Right, 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 right. Like he, uh, he was down there in working on stuff, but um, yeah, he came through the party as well. Tech Poe ended up performing at the event. This girl that me and Julian know from Chicago named Aaron Allen Kane. She was one of the last folks. And Talib Kweli pop out out of nowhere towards the end when we thought the shit was over. Okay. And it's like, it's in somebody's backyard, like at a actual crib. And like a police chopper just keep flying over us and shining a light on us. It, like that part was kind of tense. But that whole entire moment was just like super special. And just like, damn, because it was so many black motherfuckers around without... The extra diversity, it was like, damn, they're just us. Everybody was fly. Everybody was like, I mean, I guess artsy or whatever. Like, that's cool, too. But it just had that dope-ass vibe. And I mean, I guess it was woke in the sense of, like, niggas was getting up there on their soapboxes between artists. But it wasn't awkward or, like, overburned, I would say. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is what an instance niggas is tonight. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool, too. I could, I could definitely do that. I, I could be one of them on certain nights. Um, but shit, outside of that, man, hell, what else, what else? The Fader event was pretty cool. Went to go see the bro Julian. He was live painting at this joint that was sponsored by FN Vodka. Okay. That was dope. Um, some of the homies all summer, they had like a killer party at Soho House. And I guess Soho House at Miami, they have like a beach house situation. Mm-hmm. They DJ like a killer after party. That shit went on till like, fuck it. And I think they said like six in the morning. We got up out there, out of there, maybe like an hour or two beforehand or whatever. But that's because my ass was so fucked up. I was damn falling asleep on the day. That's why I was nodding off, bro. It was just, <laughs> it was that particular day I had, I, I, I ate once to start my day, some leftovers from the last night before. And then everything else was just alcohol and drugs, man. Right. <laughs> when you look up at your phone and it's like two, three in the morning, you already a time zone ahead of schedule for your body clock. It's just like fuck, right? But um, yeah. And then everywhere you would walk, like I walked down around the South Beach Strip and all that shit. Hella artwork everywhere. It it, it was just so much artwork. It's just like the same way that maybe in New York you'll see pigeons and rats. It was like <laughs> it was that much like art just going on everywhere around. So really being able to bask in that on top of the architecture for me. It was yeah, it was it was kind of an overwhelming thing for me at that moment just because it's just like damn, like you could really just get out here and do it whenever you really want to do it. And right. I took that lesson away with me to came back home and yeah, man, been grinding ever since. Okay, cool. That's what's up. Well, glad you enjoyed yourself, nigga. You ain't getting Thank you, thank you, thank you. you ain't come back we gotta get no. our trip uh together too, so 
I mean, a nigga birthday coming up, so I mean, this is true. This yeah, is true. I mean, so we can figure something out on that. But I'm glad you ain't come back with no, 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 no titty implants or no, uh-huh. like, you know, <laughs> no tattoos on your face and no shit like that. But yeah, yeah so I wish I could have goddamn me, but I got a job. I need to keep. Up. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, niggas, niggas got to deal with the whites. You know exactly, what I'm exactly, exactly. Speaking of the whites, uh, we got introduced to a little a little man named Keaton. So, <laughs> so it, you know the story already, but I'll go ahead and get the the Cliff Notes version of the story. So Keaton is uh, I guess a eleven year old uh, white boy. And he looked like a, the Goonies monster mixed with Peyton Manning. All right, so like, look, bro. <laughs> look, bro, look. So I'm watching the video, and like, like I'm trying to be like, oh yeah, fuck, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna try. I was trying to be woke and be like, yo, like he's really talking about bullying, but like the nigga side of me was like, yo, little little nigga is funny looking as fuck, bro, like. Like, I don't know, I was like, I'm not sure if he's, like, like mentally challenged a little bit, because I thought I saw, like, a little scar on the side of his head, so maybe he had, like, gone through some shit or had some type of, you know, disease. So, like, immediately, that's what my mind went to, like, oh, they making fun of, like, you know, a, a child with disabilities, that's trash. Right, but right. The other part of me, and this says a lot about, like, the fucking climate we are in right now. Mm-hmm. The other part of me immediately went to after that, like, yo, how fucking true is this little dude's statement? Like, yeah. And that's it is fucked up that you got to kind of go to that with an 11-year-old kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, just the way you know, society is right now, you gotta, like, doubt every fucking thing. Like, you you have to, you know, so, like, I'm watching the video, I'm like, damn, I feel bad. For one, I think the little kid ugly as fuck. Two, I'm like, he done got bullied, so I'm like, huh, you know, alright, I can understand that, but then three, it immediately went to, yo, alright, so... How true is the story? So then it comes out. The mama is on some like, you know, white supremacy shit with the Confederate flags and yeah, that was American flags. And then his sister had a little pew pew pistol in one picture and shit like that. (laughs) So like, then this comes out. I'm like, okay, it was only a matter of time before you you find all the information on Facebook or wherever you got to do to find the information. So it comes mm-hmm. out that his his parents are borderline racist. Like I saw an article that said his dad is a white supremacist in jail, and then his mom, you know, is on some white supremacy shit too. And that it may he may have felt like he was getting bullied because he didn't call some black kids at school nigger. Like, okay, so now I'm like, he lucky all they did was flame him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he lucky he didn't get hands put on him. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right, right. So, like, it just made me think, like, yo, like, he got, they started a GoFundMe for him. He raised over 50, well, like $50,000. I don't know where the money was going to go, why money was being raised. All these celebrities, you know, were reaching out. 
you know, reposting the video saying how wrong it is, which bullying is wrong in general. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't fuck with that shit. But there's a difference between <laughs> bullying and flaming somebody that need to be flamed. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, he lucky he didn't get hands put on him. So, like, the little black kids he called nigger probably flamed, flamed the fuck out of him. And, you know, I don't know too many male f- colored folks that can joan. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, he probably went home and told, you know, told his mama, he like, yo, the kids are bullying me at school when, you know, he was raised, you know, on some, to hate to hate black people and say racist shit. And that was probably instilled in him from the time he was born. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, yo, I don't feel bad about the situation. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like I like it, like like we clearly are stating bullying is wrong, but like at the same time, like, hey man, karma's a bitch. So like Exactly. I can't I can't, I can't really be too upset that, you know, you got flamed and went home and you, you cried in the car. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really feel bad for the little dude, you know, so Right, because I mean, fuck them. It's like, shit, I don't give a fuck if you was raised around a bunch of racists. You can't help that shit. If that's the case, it is what it is. Because you know what? We can't help being black and being killed. We can't help being black and being discriminated against. We can't help being black and then just minding our own fucking business and somebody come up and bother us in a store or kill us when we playing with a toy gun under a gondola in a fucking park. It's like, whatever, man. Like, I don't know. I just... It it was a little bit much when like all the black Twitter really just started ganging up on a little kid. I say that, and yeah, nobody does deserve to get bullied, but I can't feel bad, especially if the reason that they talking about for you getting bullied is because you calling black kids nigga in the first place. Right. So yeah, you deserve to get flamed. You just, eh, I mean, well, fucking nah, pouring some milk on a nigga head ain't the worst thing in the world. At least they not beating his ass. <laughs> That's why I said, I said he lucky he didn't get hands thrown at him. You know what I'm saying? Because I know, like the people we went to school with, uh. Hey, you, I mean, luckily we went to an all black Catholic school, you know what I'm saying? So right, like, right, right. we didn't have to encounter no, you know, no crazy, crazy shit like that. I mean, they probably, you know, we play white schools, you know what I'm saying? They, in high school. So, you know, behind our back, they probably said some slick shit. So you can never put anything past anybody, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, here, of course, these niggas are good at football. Of course, these niggas is good at, at basketball. Right, 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 you know? right. Yeah, because we're genetically superior, you know what I'm saying? But right, right. at the same time, like you like you said, I can't feel too bad because you're lucky you ain't get beat the fuck up, little dude. Like, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. like, I don't really, you can, we can take them tears and put it in a mason jar, bro, along with the, and other, you know what? the other white tears. I'm going to come clean, bro. When I first watched that joint. I mean, I felt a little bad for him, but I was already still kind of sad and grieving a little girl um, that had just killed herself like a week or two ago because she got bullied, which that's fucked up for her because she got she got into a fight and then they want to just share the video around on little apps and all that stuff. Right. That's way more people in a group of a couple motherfuckers coming to you. So I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about this little white kid getting, you know, picked on and called names because he actually is ugly. This beautiful little girl just fucking killed her. She took her own life, bro. And she she tried to kill herself, survived, and she died on a hospital bed, bro. Mm-hmm. 
on a hospital bed. It's like that story way more tragic. So when I see these motherfuckers out here campaigning, doing all this other shit, and all of that got swept up under the rug, just it's the same as always. It's just erasure for another white motherfucker to occupy your space. From gentrification to motherfucking taking our dance moves to our food to I saw some shit recently. It was like a study that show how much white people use black folks in gifts to um, express themselves versus how many white people they use in gifts. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like excitement, maybe they have like, you know, the um, the two chubby black women that's sitting in front of the camera or whatever, bucking their eyes and dropping their jaws like, ooh, mm-hmm. as opposed to like some little white kid going, oh my God, oh my God. And they tend to use a lot more of those as expressive. And you know, I'm big on representation, and that's cool to agree that, you know, you're thinking of us and using us as, you know, someone to represent how you feel, and you can connect with that. But on another higher level, it's like, it's still a lot of cone shit that go along with that, for real, for real. And the fact that I feel like it's almost like, it's 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 memed coonery, like, they're taking these clips. I would actually like to. I would like to um, imagine that it's more white motherfuckers making these gifts to black people doing ignorant shit than it is of us making these motherfucking gifts of us doing ignorant shit. Most of the time, it's us doing something that's black excellence, right? So, I don't know, man. Like we always kind of get swept up under the rug for white folks and like these black athletes coming out the woodwork. Like, come on, little man. So, but you know, like, what? Where was you when little man who got cancer or some other shit needed a motherfucking check? Or oh, y'all come through and highlight that situation. So I just be remembering shit like that reminds me how fucked up our priorities are in America because we'll jump out there in front of a motherfucking flying bullet to save a white motherfucker, but we won't even help ourselves. Right. Right, and that when, like you said, the case of that that girl who, you know, died on the operating table after killing herself. It was another story right before that. I can't remember. It was my, I can't remember what ethnicity she was, Mm -hmm. but I want to say she was like Dominican or something like that. She killed herself because she got bullied at school too. You know what I'm saying? So like, so like, like you said, it's like, it's like, okay, which, which one of the stories, whatever goes viral quicker is the one that like, we're going to jump out the most on. Right. Because like that little video, I saw the video and like it only it had like for me a couple of retweets or like maybe two three hundred retweets, and mm-hmm. then like I started seeing it everywhere, bro. Like it caught fire. You had cats from UFC reaching out. You had NFL players reaching out. You had NBA <laughs> players reaching out. Had fucking Captain Fucking America jumping out there on the right, damn right. On, the, on on the damn bomb to you know like like yeah we're gonna bring you out to the to the Avengers premiere next year like bruh like and it, like you said it like I it just I'm in the same boat as you like I saw it and felt bad mm-hmm. but like we we, <laughs> we we don't get the benefit of the doubt bruh exactly. like exactly. we don't get the benefit of the doubt like somebody put it on Twitter perfectly somebody was like. Um, where's the where's the video of uh, uh him shit. getting uh him using the n word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, like, like with the, the video of him getting bullied. Yeah, perfect, exactly. perfect, exactly. perfect explanation of the entire situation. Bro. Shit, we at least had the video of the little girl getting getting beat up. Right. So there we go. Like 
We always got proof. It's proof all the time. White America was mad at black athletes off motherfucking football season for taking a knee. It's plenty of footage of niggas getting killed by the police without jumping at them, without having no weapons, getting pulled over and stopped for no reason. Once again, Tamir Rice, some motherfucking white lady was looking out her damn backyard window, bro, at a little kid playing cops and robbers by himself in a lonely-ass fucking suburb under a gondola in an open park. Who the fuck he gonna aim that at? Even still, even if he was going to do some damage, which he couldn't have been because he had a fucking BB gun, even still, if it was a little white kid right there, then police would sit up there, they'll stop. They'll try to talk him to put the gun down. Right. They'll negotiate with him. They'll do all of that. It was instant, man. Like, I'll never forget that. I ain't watched that video in so long, but, like, the clip can always play in my head, and I could just see it. Or listening to motherfucking George Zimmerman when he fighting Trayvon Martin and shit like that. Like, when talking to the police, like, oh, yeah, this intruder. Like, what the fuck? Right, I'm, I'm finna go get him. Like, yeah, like, what, bro? Like, in what country? But that's only in a country where you don't value black bodies. But then you think about how prevalent racism is around the world. And it's just like, we really only got each other. That's why I be so big on my, like, pro-black, like, we all black all across the world. And yeah, like, the same way not all Hispanic people have the same culture or Asians or even white people. Not all black people do. But we are the one race out here who can't be light enough to blend in all the goddamn time. Our genetics run too deep. So even if you is mixed with white, you still going to be out here looking like a nigga most of the time. Right. Like all of this shit affects us. If you, even if you do look fair and light skinned enough, it's very hard to pass through society. And as soon as your coworkers or your friends from school found out that your family black, they automatically treat you differently. And ain't nobody else that get dealt with the same way that we dealt with. So when I be sitting up here talking about my universal black shit, it's because we only got ourselves, bro. We only got ourselves. And there might be other races, especially minorities, that can relate. And that's why they feel so drawn to black people and all that type of shit. Cool, mm. find a fucking dandy. End of the day, though, you going to save yourself before, I can save, before you can save my black ass. Sometimes we ain't got a choice. Right. That's why I fuck with a nigga like Martin and Malcolm. Because they was both willing to die for the shit. I agree with Malcolm's stance on a lot of these things. Fight back. But at the same time, I love either one of them motherfuckers or anybody else that's willing to die for us. Because it ain't that many motherfuckers out there that's willing to blink an eye at us. Right. Not at all. Like, they, they fuck with what we do. But, like, when it comes to some shit we really need, they not jumping out there for our ass. So... It's because we a commodity, bro. Yeah. That's how we ever been to them. Since they've since the greater society, other than like the times the trade and the Moors and niggas like going to motherfucking Asia for fucking ink and all of that. Since slavery happened and the slave trade happened, which is down there a half of a motherfucking millennium now at this point. We've only been pieces of property and been used as a commodity. Like, we got a price. And monetized. For what you're getting, exactly. And, like, you're going to use us in one way or another. And, like, the black body is just, it's just that. We're only valued and seen as such. And if you can't contribute, they don't give a fuck about you. You're thrown to the side. <clears throat> it happens with actors and actresses. It happens with athletes all the time. $40 million slaves is real. I've been recently rereading that motherfucker. All the way back from Mr. Umani, um, Umani Clay, Umama Clay. What the fuck is his name, Mr. Umani? <laughs> Umani, bro. <laughs> uh, Mr. Umani, okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Mr. Umani Clay, it's way back in the day, it's just like 
as nigga, you said earlier, thank nigga God named, we went nigga named to, after one of the seven principles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tafia Umana. Yeah, and like bless, bless everybody from Carter Ritter, man, because yeah. that was definitely a super crazy experience that we had there, and I'm super happy for it. Sometimes it fucked me up because they like made us hella more woke than before other niggas was woke. Yeah, and like I see us now, like on the internet, and like we all have a collectively like mindset and mentality that other niggas either catching up on or we putting other niggas on right. to. And like they bred us on that, like from day one of leadership, your freshman year of college, like right. first, I mean freshman year of high school. Right. So like that's hella tight, but man, oh man, it just sometimes it just really hardens you. Cause I'd be sitting up there at this point, I'd be like, man, fuck these white people, and like I, I just all the time, I just imagine like what it would be like if there was a like a black job that you a black workspace that you work in or that I work in or where E Clay work in or Phil work in or any of these aspects, and it's like somehow, some way, even if it start out black owned and operated, just like the Shea Moisture nigga, you eventually sell to the white man. And I'm just over that, bro. I'm just over it. Like, fuck it. Because just like the whole Roy Moore situation and Doug Jones, like, white women, once again, sitting up here and voting against their own interests in pursuit of maintaining white supremacy and racism, bro. And that's some, the only, and some that's the false only shit reason. Based on some false shit. Like, bro, this nigga was accused of fucking being a creep daddy to hella teenage girls a straight up predator and you want to sit up here and talk about that knowing that he gonna take away some of your reproductive rights knowing he ain't gonna help you out on no fucking social services because some of y'all need it he fucking around a strip goddamn daycare funding away then what but what at least it ain't nobody that's helping these niggas at least we can maintain what the fuck we already got that's what got trump over it was white women again and it damn near got roy more over but shout out to the sisters for coming through bro for real Always, always coming through in the clutch, man. And it's fucked up. We shouldn't have to de- depend on them to, like, always come through and try to, you know, save the damn day. You know, because exactly. they get <laughs> they get tired, too, dog. They have self-interest, too. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's a matter of, yo, are you going to be a decent fucking human being or not? Like, this motherfucker got child, child ped- you know, pedophiles and, mm-hmm. and rapists and... Motherfuckers that want to take away women's rights. Motherfuckers want to roll back some of the parts of the Constitution and shit like that. Like, bro, like, what are you doing, bro? Are you not seeing what's going on? You know, dude said he wished that he could (laughs) take away all the all the amendments after ten. Basically, everything that gave niggas rights, everything (laughs) that exactly or women rights. Like, I think the women, the women right in general was like nineteen or some shit. I saw somebody tweet. I'm like, God damn, these motherfuckers. Basically, don't every, give a ba- fuck. I'm about to say, basically every, <laughs> basically everything that made us human, like, like, like you said earlier, back to being, like, back to being, you know, cattle and shit like that, exactly. like being property. Like, you take away all that shit. And right now, we got to deal with net neutrality. It's already a digital divide going on. It's gonna be so fucked up with the haves and have-nots. I can only imagine. Let's say the rollback of the the effect it might have on, say, an HBCU. Right. Because now they have to charge extra or they have low-quality internet service 
because they aren't paying for that good old Comcast or whatever to come through and give them that hyper speed. Like, That's yeah. fucked up, oh, man. You, oh, you want to get on Wikipedia? Well, you ain't pay for this package, so you got exactly. <laughs> to pay for this package to get on Wikipedia to research a term paper or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild, but speaking of pedophiles and rapists and shit, uh, motherfuckers really have a problem keeping their dicks in their pants, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> like, niggas, niggas is just like, a lot creepy in general. Like, like, I get the statement that, like, you know, men are trash or whatever like that, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't really think it was like, it, like the, I know Hollywood is crazy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I know entertainment is crazy, but so you really can't put nothing past them because if you just listen to stories that entertainers tell, like them motherfuckers be having orgies and all types of shit out yeah, there. In Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's it, it that really didn't shock me or anything like that. But it's the politicians, like, bro, you you can't keep your dick in your pants, bro. Like, you really have no self control, and that made me think, like, okay, I had to check myself. So I'm like, okay, let me. We'll see, am I, you know, crazy or maybe I fucked up and did something along the way that I need to, like, reconcile for. So I'm thinking, like, okay, back in the day when we were growing up, bruh, mm-hmm. like, when you were, I guess, basically 10 to 18, like, what was your main mm-hmm. goals in life? Like, outside of school and shit like that, like, what were your main goals? Like, to me, it was, like, hopping down on girls, yeah, getting numbers. And kicking it, right? So, like, mm-hmm. when you go to parties and shit like that, you would hop on the girl, you would dance on the girl. She would grind on you. And when she was done, it was over. So, I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, like, yo, was niggas low-key, like, raised on that, like, some slight rape culture, bro? Because I'm like, because <clears throat> I'm looking at it like, okay, we never really knew these girls' names and shit like that. We would just walk up on her and get a lap dance and shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah, so, I'm, yeah. so I'm thinking like, okay, maybe the motherfuckers that, you know, grew up in that era and shit like that, because now nobody really dances on nobody. Like, yeah, women, yeah. Dance, women dance, dance on women. No yeah, yeah. In general, like, women dance on women. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> niggas sit around and ogles. Like, if you're really talking to a chick, you might be able to dance on her. You might be able to get a lap dance, you know, finesse your way in and that and shit like that. But like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting back looking like, yo, maybe... Maybe the, you know, the niggas that was brought up in that era, like, never fucking grew up out that phase. You know what I'm saying? Where you could just walk up and, like, put your dick on a random girl's, you know, ass and shit like that. And then not learn mm-hmm. and not be able to learn how to take no. So maybe right, niggas, right. Like, like, I'm starting to think, like, niggas that were never able to mature mentality-wise and be able to take no as a fucking answer. Which is leading to these motherfuckers out here pulling out their dicks and sexually harassing women in the workplace and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's the only that's the only logical thing I could put my mind around, bro. Because like back then it was acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Like back then that's just, yeah. that's just what you were on. You know, but yeah, like, I mean, cause but like, times change. Lot. You know, but times change, yeah. and I'm I'm looking at it like, yo, some of these old ass motherfuckers. Obviously, ain't fucking changed, bro. Like, no, of course. I mean, you think about it; they're like older, older than us. Sometimes twice our age. Like these niggas grew up in an era where, like, 
it was really that mad men women aren't valued in that type of way. You expected your woman to cook and clean type shit. Right. And it's like also at the same time the image is perpetuated during a time you got like the super macho James Dean type. Yeah, it was the come free, on, Sarah. It was the free, you know you the, want the me. free spirit era. You know what I'm saying? Where they was yeah. out here doing drugs and experimenting and stuff like that. And you know, like you said, women weren't looked at as equal. You know what I'm saying? And you know they but were just... also that uh, that aggressiveness was also rewarded. So you know, like running right. up on certain, like come here, Sally, give me a kiss. And it's like oh, she says like no once or twice, but eventually at least. Media and images are very important, man. Like she eventually does give in. Give in. Right, so right, imagine right. seeing that, and it's like, okay, well, I'll let him take me away, and blah blah blah. He might not have said nothing to charm her, to woo her. He nothing. came on strong and got his way with her at the end of the right, day. Right, and nigga, that was rewarded. You would see that being rewarded. Right. Over, he rolled up with a over. he rolled up with a Rolex and a Cadillac, and you know they were they were expected to fall in line. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but it just baffles me, bro. I'm like, y'all really have no self control, like. And you yeah, know, and now it's and, coming out with the stuff with the you know the NFL network with all them you know harassing oh, yeah. this woman and you Marsha know fuck on the Harvey yeah well, apparently apparently Warren up, apparently Warren sat with sending dildos to motherfuckers like yo like it's really the wild it's, wild west out there like yeah man that's just I just feel like also over time like these like I, that got, that reminds me of my rant that I just did on Twitter yesterday like it's also just something it's a vicious cycle because at the same time like the john wall story for example he would go to when he first got to K, uh, kentucky or whatever he would roll up on girls and be like hi i'm john wall i want to suck my dick like they would already know who he was because he was a top recruit mm-hmm. and he was you know probably on posters and all this other shit around campus niggas know who he is he was a star athlete at a big state university like kentucky where basketball is life right. so then you know girls actually listening to that and going and doing it granny you know you 18 19 that's consensual if the man ain't actually roll up on you and rape you but that's just a wild ass way of going about doing things but just think about on the other end how many women do ogle these men and you know do give in it's not a lot i'm not saying the majority or anything like that so anybody don't get it twisted like that i'm just saying there's gotta be somewhere along the line enough ways that this behavior is rewarded where these guys feel like this is something that they can generally do in order to succeed and get what they want about that woman. And granted, yeah, obviously you're going to get told, don't, and ain't going to work with all of them. But along the line, yeah, you know, that shit. Like Moshawn McCoy, that nigga, he throws parties where it ain't nothing but only the niggas he invites, and it's a ladies-only event. And it's packed out. Like, I think it's kind of a given. It. Like, you know what the fuck's up if you go into a ladies-only event and there's nothing but athletes or athlete homies there. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're someone that's interested in that or coming up or just maybe just having a good time around them but athletes, you already know what that the, the, the dating pool options are like in a circumstance or situation like that. Mm-hmm. So these behaviors do get rewarded in some weird way. It's a lot of niggas that are star athletes they ain't never had to work for no woman. Never. Never had to work to keep one. Right. So it's like also, you know, we got to figure out a way to not only unlearn some behaviors on our end, but also not allow certain shit to go on other ones. 
And I don't know, maybe this is just my controversial hot take, but women don't be knowing what they want because the whole thing, the inside joke about harass, sexual harassment is it's only harassment if it's not welcome. Because the same nigga that you want could say some freaky or cutesy or flirty shit to you, and it's not harassment because it's turning you on or it's making you blush or whatever the case may be, versus creepy old Harvey Weinstein coming strong to you, and it's like, yeah, now you don't want it. So, yeah, maybe we should figure out an actual way to the same same way that no always means no. Mm -hmm. We should figure out direct ways because it can be confusing for guys as well. I can only imagine how many times a guy might have, you know, been fooling around with a girl who was with it one moment and then maybe drunk or anything up in the moment. She got emotional. It was like, no, no, no. And then, like, you know, the situation could have either ended or escalated. But it's like. What the fuck? What the fuck? You sp- well, granted, yeah, you know, like you should stop. But honestly, before this era of consciousness and all that other stuff, just all of the conflicts and you know the whole quote unquote idea of playing hard to get and all of that, it's super problematic. But it's also super confusing, and it doesn't really create real barriers. It's very nuanced and subtle on a case by case basis. And this is some shit where, like, yeah, maybe it should just be a thing where. Which I'm all for, you know, hugging friends from work and all that shit. But maybe you shouldn't hug your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z because it really can create gray areas. Mm-hmm. If you a creep, them niggas will push the envelope. Right. I'm not necessarily a creep. I get it. I don't hug everybody. I, I hug motherfuckers that go out open arms for me. Guy or girl. It's not really a sexual thing with it. A hug is just a way to spread love. But at the same time, I can also see niggas thinking that that hug meant more than what it meant mm-hmm. and then really trying to take that shit to the next level or the niggas who out here you know punching like did you see the story about the little girl who got punched in the face of the other one that got shot and killed because some it's another case of older niggas fucking with younger girls and they didn't get what they wanted from the young girls mm-hmm. so then they overreacted and they either physically harmed or murdered mm-hmm. that child because right. you didn't get what you you didn't get the answer that you wanted right like that sense of entitlement is just so gross to me it hurts getting told no whether it's when you're trying to you know get something from your girl and she tired or just not in the mood all the way you know you eyeing a chick and as soon as you build up the courage to actually say something to her you hear she you know got a boyfriend or she just let out tell you no she ain't really nice about it Oh, I mean, some girls, well, girls do be having boyfriends too, so, but you know, that's a nicer way of saying no as well. But then you got another motherfucker that, you know, from the lower level, fuck you then, bitch, and cussing a motherfucker out or like saying saying something smart back as opposed to, I I respect that, well, you know, enjoy your day, blah, 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 you you stay blessed, maybe I'll see you another time. Some cool, smooth, bam, she might have fucked around and you know, thought it was nice. You might cross paths with it again and you give it another shot. Right. If things different today, it might work. Right. Or the, the the next level way of creeping in 2017 is getting the social media. So now you can like all our Instagram pics and you're able to slide in the DMs. A DM is as good as a text message as far as reaching somebody. Right. She cannot open the DM. She cannot open your text. But you still got a way to send her something. Right. Some way to shoot your it, shot. It's a, yeah. it's just a. I feel like it's just a mass reset on a lot of fucking shit that like should have been reset and established a long time ago. Like I feel mm-hmm. like at, at this point, 
as a, a grown ass man, a, a, a elderly man or whatever, you should have the mental maturity and capabilities to be able to accept no. Like, you know, like there are boundaries with everything. So if like, you know, a, a woman tells you, yo, I'm not comfortable with this and this and this, don't keep doing it. You know, mm-hmm. but like oftentimes men are operating from the position of power and throwing around their weight, you know, literally throwing around who has the bigger dick, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and, and trying to get things to, to work in their favor and they're putting fear into, you know, women and stuff like that. Like, oh, if you don't do this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say this about you. I'm going to make sure you don't work. I'm going to make sure your name is, you know, is is dirt out here. Stuff like yeah, that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, it's, just, it's trash. It's trash as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And, like I said, it's just um, a mass reset. And I think I was just more so, like, you know, checking in with myself about the shit. Because I'm like, bruh, like, low-key... When niggas was going to Saints and these parties and shit like that, niggas was low key on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I guess each each era has their own, you know, version of that. You know what I'm saying? Like you had like the people that are like in their fifties and sixties, they had the, the the you know, the free spirit area where they were doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And then you know how the people that had like the the seventies and eighties, you know, they had like you know, rock and roll, and then, you know, Uncle Luke came along, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was different, it's different versions of it, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, it's just a matter of, like, yo, like, in this day and age, man, some shit is just not going to fly anymore, bro, like, yeah. and you better off just adjusting to this shit, you know, like, take take your L, and take your L in peace, bro, tweet through yeah. it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Tweet through it, dog. Like there's there's gonna be plenty of women that probably will go for that, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, this it, shit is just wild, bro. It's just like every day you look up and somebody getting fired from a high level position. You know, motherfuckers that's on TV, you know, on the today, on the today show. Mm-hmm. You know, motherfuckers mm-hmm. you watch playing sports. It's just like, yo, man, y'all. Y'all niggas is wild, bro. Like that that money and fame and power is is literally a drug. And motherfuckers is abusing out here, man. And now, yep. you know, if you done anything foul, man, you better you better be counting your blessings, bro, cause they that shit gonna come out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Exactly. It, it's just it's just wild, man. But yeah, dog, I just thought like that. Like just seeing all that stuff going on, man. It's a crazy time we living in, bro. But we're gonna get off the serious, serious shit for a minute. So how bruh, okay, so how do you feel about this robot shit? Cause like to me <laughs> so <laughs> to me, bro, I think I think we about to get the I think they about to get us the fuck out of here, dog. Like give it give it another fifteen, twenty years, I think robots might might get us out of here because so uh Sophia Sophie, wherever that, uh-huh. that Android name is, bro, like mm-hmm. I know I know the devil when I see it, bro. And that motherfucker there is the devil. So basically there's a video on Twitter where like mm-hmm. she's fully functional, like she's fully aware and shit like that. So like the it was a guy interviewing interviewing her for a site. Not sure what site it was for. It's a, it's on Twitter somewhere. You can always find it. So right, right. 
he's interviewing the robot, asking her questions, and she's like, you know, answering, answering the questions, you know, like, like giving like legit answers. So I'm like, okay, it, it has some intelligence. It's aware of what's being asked. I mean, it's still for the most part a computer, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so it's like some limited capabilities, but then the reporter asked it, uh, do you love humans? And that motherfucker paused. <laughs> so I'm looking at it. I'm like, hey, bro. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I'm like, hey, dog. And it paused for like a good 30 seconds. And then it was like, yeah, I love humans. But like, nah, like that 30 seconds was 30 seconds too long, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm literally thinking within the next 15 to 20 years, like, like our robot is going to come to like fruition, bro. Like we, we going to be out here having, <laughs> having to fight robots, that's bro. And that's not no high shit. That's not some shit I'm, I'm on an edible on or on some Henny on. I was sober as hell when I saw this and this motherfucker paused and had to think about that shit. So, I mean, there was a, another story about like Facebook coming up and creating its own artificial intelligence. And they had to shut it down because it was coming up with its own language and shit. Like, bruh, I'm like, okay, man, y'all, y'all fucking with some shit. They playing with, yeah, they playing <laughs> with fire. With, y'all fucking with some shit y'all don't need to be fucking with. And they had another robot dancing on the stripper pole, you know, and then they teach Oh, robot. my God. Then they had another robot, uh, another robot picking up boxes like a, a UPS man and shit like that. Like y'all, Bruh. I feel like y'all playing with shit. Y'all don't know what y'all fucking with, man. So, bro. <laughs> At the same time, coincidentally, I'm scrolling down my timeline. I see a headline that says online robots are creating porn with disturbing results. See, bro. It's hey. like what, man? What are we doing out here? See, that's the thing. Like, it's an old poem by the last poet. It's called "The White Man's Got a God Complex." That's really what it is. It's like, bro, we could be spe- we could be spending this same type of technology making robots to be planting trees or saving the planet or some shit like that. We taking these niggas and making them into fucking porn stars or fucking robot strippers right, sex robots or and lovers shit. and all this other shit. Granted, I don't know. Somebody asked me last week. I think I was drunk at the time, but I'm not that. I'm not really drunk right now. I'm sipping a little bit of wine, but honestly, I don't know. Depending on the circumstances, I might put. I put my. I might put the thing up in one one time just to test it out. <laughs> women apparently have very great sex toys, so I'm pretty sure if men are making those for women, they probably made a bomb ass sex toy for us. Like them fake pussies probably be super popping, low key. <laughs> Super popping. I'm just saying. I, I put that on the record. Fuck it. Well, motherfuckers but gotta be. Same, motherfuckers gotta be buying it because, like, the little um, they, they keep popping. Mold, right? They keep popping up, bro. You not gonna keep producing something that's not popping, like. So somebody's out here buying that shit, bro. And oh, gee, that's so wild. What? You hit that, that not even the whole robot. You got one of them booty stands. Yeah, just the, the booty, bro. And you just, uh, bro, uh, just, just the booty hole in the vagina. <laughs> just the booty hole in the vagina, bro. And motherfuckers is really going ham out that shit. I gotta do a robot though, cause I wanna like touch on it and shit. <laughs> I can't be out here just fucking a hole. Just bro, <laughs> bro I ain't I ain't fucking with it, dog. I ain't fucking with oh, it. Oh man. What if what if she, what if she what if it was a way that you could inseminate a robot and get it pregnant too, so you could have a whole like 
half human, half robot. See baby. now, see now you get into that <laughs> shit. Like, like the movie. You ever, you ever seen the movie Splice? No, I haven't. What's don't, that about? Don't, don't fucking watch it, bro. It's the most disturbing. That, that happened. It's the most disturbing fucking shit ever. So basically, they created this alien, and. They they trying to hide the alien and shit like that, and then on the main one of the main characters decides to fuck the alien, and the alien Whoa. produces offspring, bro. And they show Whoa. the dude fucking the alien, so it's just like the most disturbing fucking bullshit you can ever fucking <laughs> see. So that's never a movie I suggest anybody go watch. You know, it might be some sick motherfuckers that's into that shit, but yeah, bro, that's just that's just that just reminds me of the movie Splice. I'm not I'm not fucking with it. I'm not. I'm and not. I, well, hentai is a big porn fetish, so I'm sure it's enough niggas out there that can get into robots. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that's that's when the shit really hit the fan. Because I mean, honestly, man, what the fuck we gonna do with a robot? They don't have no souls. Like you gotta be really lonely if your only friend is a robot that you paid twelve twelve hundred bucks for. And that motherfucker has to decide whether it loves you or not. Like <laughs> like the fact want, that you... they even program these things to think on that type of level, like who would want that? Like I'm not trying to have no Terminator or no motherfucking planet of the ape shit where we gotta fight for our own humanity and existence against the whole legion of like super powerful motherfucking robots so like even like, monkeys man they be out here trying to have monkeys being hella smart fuck that bro yeah bro you should be real you wake up in the middle of the night that motherfucker and then decided to unplug yourself from the outlet in the wall and it's staring out right. the fucking window you finna be out of here <laughs> or it's just staring at you like i'm watching you sleep making right. sure you're safe but the eyes red, like it's on standby. Meanwhile, right. that motherfucker really angry at you and shit. Nah, man, this science fiction shit too crazy, bro. We gotta chill sometimes and just let shit be. We should we supposed to be saving the bees right now and curbing climate change. We should not be out here making motherfucking robots. Robot to love strippers. Us. Robot strippers. Like, bro, we already got enough prostitutes and fucking strippers. Anyway, we have enough sex slaves. You fucking up the job market for them, bringing in these motherfucking robots. You got to, I don't know. I can't knock nobody for whatever they into. But, like, if you legit into, like, robots to the point where, like, you would rather see a robot twerk for you than an actual human. And all you got to do is spend your money both ways and you prefer the robot. It's something going on with you, bro. Like, where you are mentally is at a whole different level than where I'm at, for sure. And I ain't trying to be on that shit, nigga. So keep that keep that shit far, far fucking away from me. But, bro, it's, it's going to come a time where, you know, the lonely, it's going to be the lonely motherfuckers that really ain't got nobody pouring their pouring they heart and soul into their robot and, and shit like that, man. And that motherfucker... It's going to be staring, like you said, staring at you while you sleep, wondering, is it time to to destroy the entire human race? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not fucking with it, bro. Leave, leave shit alone. (laughs) I feel feel like the rebellion, the rebellion going to come from some shit that's like hella petty too, like. It's going to be motherfucking Caden or somebody playing with his only robot friend. And he angry. And he start beating the motherfucker with a baseball bat. And the mama robot see it from outside. She like, no, nah, I'm going to do something about this. How dare you fuck with my son? 
After that, nigga, the rebellion begins. Caitlyn be dead, and Black Twitter will be all happy about it. <laughs> Just take out uh, Tommy Lauren first. Take her ass out. I, 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 I agree. I might rock with the robot rebellion on that shit. Take her out. I feel like she is actually a robot, bro. The way that she be saying shit is just like somebody had to program you in some type of way because you dumb as shit. <laughs> you dumb is all hell. Yeah, bro. So moving along from that shit, that shit, that shit was just on my mind, nigga. That shit creeped me the fuck out, bro. So on some other shit that might creep you out, you ever think about being a pop? Are we we at the Uh, age where we like, ooh, shit. Hey, bro. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I do do entertain the, the idea. The homie Adrian, he waiting on this baby to pop out. My homie Dez and Imani, they just had their kid like over the weekend. It, I don't, I don't, I can't say I have baby fever at this point because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have the fever aspect of it, but I'm looking around and motherfuckers is making babies and it is raising my level of consciousness when it comes to like, damn, am I going to have one with whom? How do I want to do this? Right. Like me personally, no, I know I want to be married, but it's like, I can't, if I'm, you know, I can't force or speed up the process for me to actually you know be comfortable with being married to a woman nor can i rush her in her body or where she trying to be in her life before she ties the knot or you know some other shit as well so it's just like it's a lot of other factors that go into it i do know that i want to be a pop i still don't think that i want to bad enough at the point where it's like some of the fucked up shit that i hate about babies like how they won't ever shut the fuck up (laughs) Like, I don't think I'm at the point where it's like, oh, man, well, this is good enough. And, like, where I work, I, I, I tend to see people with their kids from time to time. And it's some young ones that get to run around. And white people especially, they just let their kids do whatever and all this other shit. And I oh, have to think about shit. I be having to think. And I feel like that's why when they get older, they just continue to do whatever the fuck they want to. Because there wasn't ever nobody to check them and say, sit your ass down. And, you know, maybe black people should stop doing that. Or maybe white people should start telling their kids that. But the thing is, white people ain't going to stop doing that because it's the sense of white entitlement. White element, I'll call it right now. Nonetheless, do I want to be the type of person that snatched my kids up in public like my mama would have done me if I was jumping off the couches? Or am I the type of parent to say, hey, hey, calm down. Do I get stern? Do I wait to whoop your ass and let you do whatever and embarrass me in front of all these motherfuckers? I got a lot of shit to think about, man. So I don't I I still don't know where I'm at. How about you though? Uh I'm I'm somewhere between like I'll snatch your ass up, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I'm all the way on the the, the whooping train. You know what I'm saying? True. You know, because I feel like, you know, our parents were definitely on that when Oftentimes, that you didn't is, deserve a win. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oftentimes, like, if you would have just took something away from me, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I was the type that, when growing up as a kid, like, I enjoyed my freedom and doing what the fuck I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, whipping me, okay, yeah, I won't, I probably won't do that no more because I don't like that shit. But if you took something away from me, bruh. Like, guarantee, like, guarantee nine times out of ten, you won't catch me ever doing that shit again. Because I like, I like, like, I like going where I want to go. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like, you know, my 64 PlayStation game. You know what I'm saying? Like, True. I like I like my, my shoes. I like my clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you take some of that shit away from me, bro. I'm going to be, I'm gonna probably be more hurt about that than I am with the whooping shit. Not saying like, you know, you know, basically I'm, basically I'm feeling like I'll snatch my kid up and they jumping around from shit to shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I'm more. I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I'm. I'm taking this shit away, bro. I don't really care about you crying, like, you know what I'm saying, like. Right, 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 right. You can cry yourself to sleep. For all I care, bro. I got, I got <laughs> headphones. I can put on. You know what I'm saying, like. It yeah. is what it is. But uh, like Father's Day, it really crossed my mind, bro. Like, you know, just watching my parents chill on the couch. We was on the. Uh, we was all in the living room and shit, watching Get Out and shit. And I was mm-hmm. th- and I was thinking about it like yo, and I was saying like on Instagram, uh, like a couple of my homeboys got you know just had kids and, and whatever, you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, huh, bro, like, like just that level of appreciation, you know, yeah. that you have for your, you know, your parents and yeah, you know, your pops and shit like that. I'm like, yo, like low key, bro, not just for the appreciation aspect, but I'm like, yo, at some point. I do want kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's been times when I've gotten baby fever, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like I said, I'm around people that we're at that age where a lot of our peers have kids, mm-hmm. you know? So like, they not really going out, but they'll invite you over to a kickback at the crib, you know what I'm saying? Because they got True. their kids, you know they what I'm saying? Kid, so you, yeah. yeah, so naturally <laughs> you're going to be around their kids or whatever, and you get to playing with them and shit, you know, and they they're really innocent. You know what I'm saying? So then you start to thinking like, damn, bro. Like at some point, I don't want that. I don't want. I don't want a baby mama. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. I'm not really in the business of being like, yeah. You know, let me just. My clock is ticking. Let me just get a chick pregnant. And we just have an understanding. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like I'm not really on that. I do at some point want to get married. The caveat yeah. with that shit is, nigga, I only want to get married once. <laughs> so. If yeah, that, that I want to be a, a father and a husband. Right, so like, if that marriage falls through, bro, I'm not getting married again. You know what I'm saying? Like, true, it's, true. It's, it's, a, it's a done deal. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't did that. It ain't work. You know, we can if if we can have some understanding where you understand I don't want to be married and things like that. I'm speaking for after if I were to happen to get a divorce or some shit. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? So if I find somebody else and I really rock with them and shit, hopefully they understand like, yo, I'm really not trying to get married <laughs> again, you know, because I went through all that shit once. You know, that's like a mm-hmm. once in a, that's to me, that's kind of like a once in a lifetime thing. You know what I'm saying? You know. True. So, True. you know, the popping circumstance and all the, the <laughs> shit that goes into planning a wedding, like, bro, just me. I, yeah, I'm good on that. For sure. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm I'm good. You know, so. But yeah, I thought about being a pop, you know, like, ooh, what what do I want? Do I want a boy or do I want a girl? My first child out the gate, you know, and the way my my pop's DNA was set up, he had girls before he had me. So like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh shit, so am I going to have all boys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. trying to figure out what that was what's that going to look like? You know what I'm saying? So I guess it goes a lot deeper than just wanting to be a pop. It goes into, yo, what do you want your, you know, your marriage, you know, your marriage to look like, your relationship to look like, how you going to raise your kids, et cetera, et cetera. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, yeah, dog. I guess you can say I was I was triggered 
<laughs> I, was, I was triggered by my father's day and shit like that you know what i'm saying so and also it's like you know in my circle is a like among my peers you know that are people i hang out with it's a little bit more prevalent but mother like i also noticed like you know mothers get a lot of love because mothers do a hell of a lot but they seem like they they get a lot more love on their day you know what i'm saying yeah, but do. and they deserve it you know what i'm saying so they do niggas just don't ever get appreciated we can actually I, i'll say it and I women, you, women deserve their praise, but like it be hella people that hella dads that be actually there, or whatever. And like men just don't get appreciated, honestly. Right, you know, and it, it's even crazy because it's, it's also in it has to do with economics too. Because like there's been times on previous Father Days, I've gone into Walgreens and CVS, bro, and I've struggled to find Father's Day cards. So mm-hmm. it's like. On the economic level, you know what I'm saying? It's on, it's it's kind of like, you know, that's like the forgotten. It's in June, like, uh, June. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And it ain't a lot popping off in June, you know? And Mother's Day is what, May? You know, so weather's changing, all this other shit, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, it's often, it's, it just comes off as <laughs> like the forgotten holiday and, and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, that, that shit crossed my mind. I'm not even gonna lie. I was just like, I ain't there yet, obviously, but yeah, shit crossed yeah. my mind. You gotta find the one that you actually want to bust a load in. <laughs> That's a whole other challenge in and of itself. Right, All right, bro. Like actually, you know, one of actually being okay with having a child with someone that's gonna be in your life forever. Because, <laughs> because that's their parent, bro. They not going nowhere. Right. Even if you do divorce, you can't divorce the fact that you got a, a whole life you made together. Right. A whole human being you made together and got to spend holidays with if y'all decide to be together or y'all decide not to be together. It just mm. seems like it's a lot more. It's a lot more stress having a baby mama, bro. I'm just. I'm just gonna be one hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be on like who. Where they going this weekend? Who they gonna be with that weekend? Like, bro, I just rather, yeah. I just rather not. Because <laughs> if not. your families don't like you, which in many cases that may happen, married or not, at least if you marry, you got each other. Right. When you out here co-parenting, that's a whole nother level of bullshit you got to deal with. Because when you start a family, it's not just your family; it's everybody's family. It's your family, family too now. So you really gotta, you really gotta just um. Be smart about who you decide to come up inside of and pray for birth control. Right. Or oh, I hope your pullout game is on 100. On 100. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, fuck a rubber. I mean, not like, not like fuck a STD, but like, because <laughs> those suck too. If though, not fuck a whatever. But. Bro, it was this meme on Twitter that was like, uh, raw sex is for the birds. And then they had, uh, the uh what's the uh the pigeon man from Hey Arnold going call call <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I was weak man but alright so go ahead and tell the people where they can find you and what you got going on. Um I just started well I just launched my company fully. It's um it is a creative firm called Do Right Design tagline is designed for life i'm big into lifestyle design so everything from music because i do dj and i have a radio show as well as mixes 
to print. If you want reading material, I make little art magazines, and I'll be actually working on a newspaper. I don't know when I'll put it out, but that's something I'm going to be starting in in January, developing and really working on that idea with um, <clears throat> to clothing. You can um, shop with me and buy shit and. Yeah, it's just a whole a whole lot of gang shit going on with that. But it's out now. The reception's been well. You can follow that at Do Right Design. That's at Do Right Design on Instagram. Or you can follow me, and I'm always going to be pumping my shit one way or another, hoping that the homies and homegirls retweet and click on links and show love. But I am Marsalis Hefner. That's M-A-R-S-A-L-I-S-H-E-F-N-E-R. Or do right Mars D O R I G H T M A R S. That's me on Instagram, and I got two Twitter accounts. So yeah, one for the professional life, and one for the the ratchet catch me in the club life. I get ignorant on both. One just more ignorant than the other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's so much that I do. Sometimes it just be hard. I, I just started calling myself like an artist. Cause I don't really know how to like describe it otherwise, but then niggas be like, Oh, what type of art do you do? Do you paint? Right. Are you musician? It's like, man, I just actually try to make some money when I can. Right. It's not even really always about the money, but just like manifesting really good ideas. Right. And if I can make some money while doing that, hell yeah. Cause eventually I want to work for myself mm. based off of the things that I come up off of my own mind. And honestly, at the end of the day, that's what a working artist is to me. A nigga could be a, a painter for 20 years and all of a sudden decide to get into architecture or sculpture or fucking poetry or music or anything. And an artist has that leeway because that's what they do. They create art. And that's what I'm on. So, yeah. Yes, sir. So all that information, like I said earlier, is going to be uh, in the episode description of the podcast for sure. So, uh yeah, keep showing the podcast love, man. Like, the shit got over, like, 500, like, oh, sorry, 5,500 listens and shit like that, which is fucking insane to me. Like, I still can't wrap my mind around that, so I appreciate everybody showing love to the podcast. Uh, share it with your people. Leave the show a review. Um, and also rate the show. That helps. New listeners find it too. You said rape the show. Rape. I thought we were just I'm about to say. I thought we were talking about consent. No, no, rape the show. I'm giving consent to rape the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, no means no around this part, bro. I'm a firm believer in, in that movement. So, but yeah, go ahead and rate the show. And then, of course, me and Brother Mars are going to be back on another uh, episode of the podcast real soon, of course. So until then, we'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Fuck Keaton. <laughs> he does look like a hammerhead shark, though. Look like I'm the shit, little nigga. Look at my motherfucking wrist, little nigga. Thought you had his, but you missed, little nigga. Why you keep standing at my bitch, little nigga? Why? You little niggas keep gossiping, nigga. You should go work for the blogs and them. Don't fuck with that gang, they the opposite. Pop it, them niggas apocalypse. Um, yeah. You cannot stop it. Run up that bed, we gon' go get a profit. Um, yeah. There's no monopoly, but we got color for money and property. Um, yeah. What's in your pocket? Dark it, rock it, please do not size me. Um, yeah. Order in the private, bookers look snotty. I'm good on the thotty. Um, yeah. I'm about to 
get his ass hit. Yeah, pay that little dime. Yeah, if you get knocked for that body. Yeah, do that little time. Yeah, half of a brick is a nine plus nine. Can't show this on fine. Yeah, most of you niggas drop dimes on dimes. You can't do the time.